0: Welcome to the Christian Faith Fellowship Church Podcast. We are a church of praying, going, life-changing disciples in Jesus. We are so glad you have joined us for this message. If you enjoy what you hear, follow us to stay connected with our future updates and podcasts. This is the first part of a three-part series titled Love, Love, Love. Grab a Bible and a notebook and get ready to learn. Here we go. Turn to Genesis chapter 1. Again, our vision for 2020. I want you guys to get this by heart. Are you ready? The year of... Oh, you guys don't know it yet, so then the vision is not true. It's not true. Until we get it in our hearts, amen? The year of sudden turnaround. Sudden turnaround. How many can use some turnarounds? Then therefore you should get this deep within you. The year of sudden turnaround turnaround and a or unexpected change, especially one that results in a more favorable situation. How many can use that in your families? How many can use it for yourself? How many can use it in your, your finances, in your health, in your relationships? The year of sudden turnaround, we're just going to keep saying it. Because I want it. There are areas in my life and my family that I want to see a sudden turnaround. Rebecca wrote me the other day, she goes, Dad, I'm studying the book of Mark. Text me, you know, wrote. We don't write, we just text nowadays, right? And she says, Did you notice in the book of Mark that word sudden is used over and over? And that's, that's where revelation comes out when we start seeing what the Lord has done. Amen. All right, a couple quick questions. Ready? Ready. True or false? How many here believe that we are made in the image of God? True or false? True or false? How many say true? true? All right, it's true. Good. Genesis 1.26. You guys are here? I want you to see it for yourself. Genesis 1.26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. You see the plurality right there? Our. That means it's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right from the beginning. Let them have. Let who have? God? No, he's giving it to man here. Let man, man, woman, all right? Man, Adam and Eve. Let them have what? Dominion. Dominion over who? Other people? No, dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And I believe we should have dominion over ourselves. Amen. Amen. Come on, talk to me, guys. I strive in my life, if we can bring that sound down a little bit up here, I strive in my life not to, not to let things have dominion over me. And I mean that. I'm being very serious. I read that scripture where Paul, I believe it was Paul saying that their stomachs were their gods. And I said, Tom, we got some work to do here. <laughs> I'm being real honest with you, Diane. Will vouch for me. I just, just you know, we make our stomach our gods or a bottle of God or, or a drug of God or, or a medication or whatever it is. Listen, when you need that medication, you take it, but let's believe God to get above it too, amen? Let's not just say I'm going to have this for the rest of my life. Say, Lord, by your stripes I'm healed. I take this, man. When, when I speak that scripture over my daughter, Rebecca. Every time she takes that chemotherapy, that that word of God says, and they shall drink deadly things and it shall not harden them. That all the good is going to go in and all the bad is going to go out. You got, you got to grab hold of the word. Amen. Then in verse 27, so God created man in his own hand. Image, Come on, talk to me. In his own image. How were we created? In the image of God. Not in the image of a gorilla. Not in the image of a frog. Not in the image of slime. We were created in the image of almighty God. And God created him. Now watch. He says how he created them. Because everybody, oh, the man, the man. No, here it says he created them male and female. He created them. Okay, so God gave women the same authority that he gave man. Now we understand there's a place in the house, amen, and the way God set things up, but our spiritual authority is equal. Amen. Amen. Oh, I can't do anything because my husband don't want me to do this, do that. You be a firehouse for God. When I stand before God, I'm not going to be standing with Diane, and she's not going to be standing with me. We're, we're there alone, amen? I got to give an account for my own life before the Lord. Question number two, ready? True or false? Everyone is a child of God. How many say true? How many say false? It's false. Not everybody is a child of God. Let me show you. Turn to John chapter 1 in verse 12. We know that only those that have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, are true children of God. And that might shake the world. Oh, we're all children of God. But the Bible is very clear on this also. The same way we are made in the image of God, watch what it says here in John 1.12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of God, but of God. Well, I don't believe that. Well, listen, I'm going to believe in the Bible over, I believe, over my own thinking. Some people don't get that. But the Bible is superior to human reasoning. Human reasoning is as flaky as you can make it. I, you know, I've been a Christian 40 years. I've been alive 61 years. And I've watched, oh, this diet is great. Oh, this diet is bad. Oh, this, this is good. This is bad. It's so, so crazy. People say, well, if I do this, I know this will be healthy for me. I know it's the Mediterranean diet. Oh, it's the Daniel fast. Oh, it's the Bible diet. Well, how come Jesus had so many people sick during the Bible times? I guess their diet didn't work either, amen? And listen, their diet was pure kosher. Nothing, no artificial nothing in it. Come on, talk to me, guys. In other words, they caught the fish with no toxins in the Sea of Galilee and they ate it that day. So what am I trying to say? Don't, don't let people's opinion, you know, we live in an opinionated world. There's social media beyond work, talk radio, this, that. Ah! And they try to put themselves above even the word of God. No, I'm sorry. The word of God is true. I've had letters come to me. You shouldn't be praying for the president and stuff. Church shouldn't be political. Well, I'm sorry, but my Bible says pray for those that are in authority. So we're going to pray for those that are in authority. How does evil advance in our world when good people don't do anything? Amen. Amen. So us good people better be out there voting because my vote is a seed. Better be asking God who I should vote for and then get out there and make it happen, amen? All right, so we believe, as we begin this new series today called Love, 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 I want us to talk about this week the love of the Father towards his children, amen? Something happened up here again, guys, with the sound. Many say, oh yeah, God loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Anybody ever hear that one? But what I have found over my many years of being a believer, we can never catch this now, guys. We can never truly love ourselves or even love others until we first know how much we are loved by God. Right there, because when I got that, I got that walk and I came home, Diane, listen to this. We can never, listen. Never truly love ourselves or even love other people until we first know how much we are loved by God. It's easy to say, God loves me, God loves me, but do we really believe that? Let me, let me ask you this. Do we believe it in the hard times of life? Do we believe it when sickness invades your camp? When the finances aren't adding up. When you and the wife, you and the husband, things ain't working out. When the kids get to a certain age and they start acting like like a devil got in them or something. That sweet little kid, right? But one thing we have to get, and that's where I'm going to build on this love, 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 is an understanding of how dearly the father loves us. I read this statement. Listen to this. Most of humanity believes in God's existence. Would you agree with that? Oh, I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe in God. You notice when when, when I made that statement about sons of God, Jesus said it's he who believes in him. It's easy to say God. In fact, nobody will bother you if you say God. But say Jesus. Oh man. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right. Most of of humanity believes in God's existence, but very few believe in his love. Let that just sink in. Because again, we base what we see on how God is. That storm, God did it. Look at all those. They were good people there. Why did that tornado come in there and rip that? You ever notice the news loves putting on the front page when a church gets ripped out by a, by a, a tornado or something like that? They put that right in. Even this church over here. See, God is even against the church. No, God's not into destroying churches. God's into building churches. So right there it tells me very simply that this is not God doing it. Amen. If people just read that one verse, 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, in whom the God, little g, of this world has blinded their eyes. Brothers and sisters, our eyes are blinded at times also. And our eyes get blinded when we make statements like, why did God let this happen to me? My question is, was it God letting this happen to you? Was it you possibly opening a door? Let's even take that away. Let's take that one out, because that could put condemnation on us, all right? So move that one out of there. Could it possibly be that we still live in a cursed, filled world? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that things of this world come against us? Now, Jesus said we can be world overcomers the thief comes not but for it to steal, kill, and I've come that you might have life. And that more abundantly we know the word of God on these overcoming scriptures. But that still doesn't exempt us from things trying to come against us. Right now, I read yesterday that the coronavirus is now past the old scars virus with deaths and all that's going on. And they're saying there's probably a lot more that have died that they're not even talking about. Well, what are we doing about it? Are we speaking the word of God over our home? Are we taking out Psalm 91 and saying, this ain't going to happen here? Amen. Isn't it interesting that when Jesus was attacked, he got the word of God and he spoke the word of God. And many times we just think, well, I'm just a Christian, so everything good's going to happen. No, it's not. The violent, take it by force. There's a, there's a oomphah. A little book I just read, and it's called Grit, G-R-I-T. It's not a Christian book, but in the book, basically, it says the people that succeed aren't necessarily the people that go to all the big colleges and get all the marks after their name. It's the people that got grit in their lives, the people that don't accept no for an answer, the people that say, I'm going to get it no matter what, I'm going to go after it. It's those people that seem to be the ones that succeed in life. And I said, ain't that something? Ain't that something? Ain't that something? And some of them don't even have a a university degree after their name. They got grit. They got a little oomph. -er. And I'm not talking about the chocolate factory there. I'm talking about just that. Just that. You know what? This has invaded my ranks. I'm going to fight this thing. What if you don't win? What if the person dies? You know what? I read the other day I don't know how many of you read that word for you today, devotional. But he had one the other day that was so, so powerful. And it was about Zig Ziglar. Did anybody catch that one? And it was about Zig Ziglar when his daughter died and how he was just, he goes to the, 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 the uh, funeral attendant, he says, the guy kept saying, I'm not a salesman, but he was a salesman, and he says, I was hurting, I had to walk out of that room, and then he says, I just couldn't take it anymore, and I just went out to a field by myself and just cried out to God, losing his daughter. And he said, he heard God say to him, she's with me, she's fine, you're gonna be fine. You're going to be okay. And he said, it just took it all away, all that grief and stuff. And I'm not trying to put grief down, please, guys. You need to grieve. But at that point, that was a word spoken to him. I don't know all the answers. I don't know where we miss it, where we didn't miss it, all of that. One thing I am sure of is in God's love. I truly believe in God's love. And, you know, people say, yeah, but look at the Old Testament. No, look at Jesus Christ. Because he said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. So that means I could take the Father of the Old Testament, move Jesus out of the way, and put him into the New Testament, and they would be exactly the same they would be exactly the same. Let me keep going on here. We're not going to get through any of this. Most of humanity believes in God's existence, but very few believe in his love. His word has been distorted and his reputation has been maligned. If we are to have the intimate, loving relationship with God that he longs to have with us, we must study his word and learn the truth about him. Only through this can we dispel the lies of Satan, and the sorrows that we encounter as a result of those lies. That is so good, guys. It's so true, and that's why I'm calling this message Love, 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 because the love of the Father is also demonstrated to us by the love of Jesus Christ, His Son, and also demonstrated to us by the love of the Holy Spirit that has been given to us as an engagement, Rangora, guarantee that Jesus Christ is coming back for us. That's the guarantee that we have. Would you turn with me to Romans chapter 5, verse 8? Romans 5 and verse 8. The Apostle Paul is writing here, and he says this. But God demonstrates his own love towards us. Now remember, again, you got to know who's writing this letter. This is Mr. Legalistic. This is Mr. Pharisee of Pharisees. This is Mr. The Law. But boy, he got a revelation of God. Boy, it knocked them off that horse, if you know what I'm saying. And here he says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, or still sinners, Christ died for us. Hey, you see what he's saying there? You don't have to try to clean everything up for God to love you. All you gotta do is accept what he's given to us as a gift for God so loved the world that he gave. So here God is demonstrating his love. Even while we were still sinners, what happened? Read the next four words. Christ died for us. Come on. Christ died for us. Bring it personal. Christ died for me. I heard a preacher say this a long time ago. If you were the only person that would have accepted the free gift of salvation in Jesus Christ, Jesus still would have went to that cross. That's the intense love that he has for us. Verse 9. Much more than having now, Jesus, 2,000 years ago, but right now. Give me the definition of now. Ready? Now. All right. Being justified. The word justified means being made right. Or God's looking at us just as if I never sinned. This is probably one of the hardest periods of my life In Bible reading time. Anybody here read through the Bible in a year? This is the rough time because you know why? The end of Exodus, just getting into, you know, you gotta do this. If you mess up with this, this is gonna happen, and this plague, and you're like, oh! But that's okay. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. All right. Having now been justified by his blood, how have I been justified? So today as you receive communion, it's to remind us that we are justified with God. God looks at us just as if I've never sinned. How, did, how can God do that? Here, here's how he does it. Has anybody here had a baby? Ladies? Men, you were there, right? And that you look at that little baby. And You don't look at that little baby and go, what sin have you committed? and we laugh but that's exactly what we do to ourselves the Bible says if any man be in Christ he is a new creation old things are passed away behold all things have become new but yet we put a bunch of ifs or yeah I know but no I'm a new creation finish period I'm a new creation period I'm a new species of being that never existed before, period. I was a caterpillar and I was metamorphosized into a beautiful butterfly, period. Who did it? God. Why did he do it? Because of his great love wherein he loved me. <laughs> Some of you are going, oh. that's okay. We shall be saved From wrath through him when people say, oh, we're going to go through the tribulations. I have one thing to say to you. You go through the tribulation. My Bible says I'm going to be saved from the wrath that's going to come. There's a wrath. There's God's judgment that's coming on this world. But according to the word of God, I am saved from it. Like Noah was saved from it. Like Lot was saved from it. Like the early church was saved in 70 AD when Titus came in and they got out of there. Oh, God always say, saves his people. Paul is saying, if God shows his love for us so much while we were unsaved, how much more now that we're saved? Go to chapter 8 and verse 14. Romans 8:14. Love, love, love. Everybody sings about it. Love, love, love. Do 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 do. Love, love. All you need is all you need is Ba-da-ba-da-ba. all you need is <laughs> you guys are pretty good alright Romans 8:14. ready for as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God don't get off Freaked out on that. That word sons there means mature sons of God. People that have taken time to grow in their spirit that God can lead them in life, all right? So now watch what he says in verse uh, 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Say this with me. Fear Fear. is bondage. bondage. How many would agree with that? Just, Just put your hand up. Fear is horrible. Panic attack, anxieties, worries, things that just pull you down, right? It's bondage. But we have not received this spirit of fear to bondage again. But you have received, say it with me, the spirit of adoption by where we cry out, say it, Abba, Father, when we accept it, Jesus as our Lord and Savior, almighty God, became our heavenly father, and I believe that he wants to take a father's place in our lives. He wants to be a father to us. Now, you know, some of us maybe didn't have the greatest fathers in the world, or maybe your dad's messed up, and maybe I messed up for my kids, but God is the greatest father. Amen? Father knows best. All right, but I want us to look at a little word here. It's the word adoption. Would you go ahead and underline that word adoption there in verse 15? In the Edmunds Dictionary of the Bible, he brings out that adoption is, catch this, the legal transfer of a person from a family or slavery into another family. Now watch, watch what he says, thereby... Improving the situation of the adopter and the adoptee. Interesting, right? The New Testament uses adoption imagery to show the relationship between believers and God. So it's showing that there's a benefit here, not just to us to be adopted, but that Almighty God received the benefit in this also. Are you guys with me? Remember, we just read, but God demonstrated his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. You know, some people, they're born into famous families, right? And they go through life enjoying all the rights and the privileges of being born that way. I think of Queen Elizabeth, you know, she's the oldest monarch ever, right? Right. She has never opened a door in her life. Wherever she walked, there are people there to open doors for this lady. Amen? Born into royalty. When me and Diane watched that movie, uh, The Crown, it just amazed us that here was a young lady that didn't want anything to do with this, got pushed into it, but she took the responsibility of it and did it right. All right, keep going on. Others are born into a famous family and yet never enjoy any of the blessings because of ignorance or rebellion. Amen? All right. But we, now follow me on this word, as children of God are adopted into a very famous family, the family of God. We have a right to all the privileges that come with it, and the most important privilege we have is knowing that we are loved by God, that we are loved by the Son, and that we are loved by the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Are you with me? But in the same way that a person can be ignorant of the rights and privileges in the natural, we as believers can be ignorant of our benefits also. God has given us his word, which is his covenant to us, and we can have everything that he promises Now, let me just go a little deeper with this. Is that okay? Can you guys handle it? All right. Because I see adoption a little different than being born naturally into a family. When we are born even into a loving family, we might have been conceived in moments of passion. You can say amen, guys, (laughs) because probably all our kids are born in moments of passion, right? You know, or unintentionally, hun. yeah, you remember when we went by the, the Jefferson's house that night, yeah, and we got home late, yeah, and I said, let's go to sleep, and you said, oh, can we fool around, yeah, <laughs> well, guess what, hon, what? I'm pregnant. And you know what? It's exciting, amen? There's nothing wrong. I'm not bringing this out as anything wrong. But many times, we are born in passion. We are born unexpectedly. Other times, you know, we mark down the days, you know, this, 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 and we know exactly when the woman is ovulating and, and all that. Amen? Everybody with me? We're all maturing here, right? But some might have even been born or conceived by rape or whatever else but when a child is adopted there is a thinking through there is a love of a man and a woman to want to take this child and love this child I'm not saying again that anything is wrong with the other side I was born that way amen. most of us here are all born that way but Children that are adopted, we could say they are love child love chi- children, amen? Yeah. That we believers here today are love children of a love God. Can I get an amen? Yeah. That he chose us or he adopted us into his very own family. Mm-hmm. Let me show you. In Romans 8, 15, again, look, look again there. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again, Tom Fiola. Put your name right there. But you received, Tom Fiola, spirit of adoption. You love child, you. Oh, pastor, you're, you're a Woodstock child. I'm not a Woodstock child. I was born in 58. I was too young for Woodstock. Amen. But you received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry. Come on. Abba, Abba! Look at these words that the Apostle Paul is bringing out: adoption, love, child, born, taken out of slavery, yeah. brought into a family, in honor to that person and to the parents. Oh, I watch parents that adopt children; they're just, they're, they're just so in love. They're so—it's just amazing to them. That's God to us. Can we see that much love that God has? No, we look at the weather. We look at the storms. We look at coronavirus. We look at the plagues. We look at the earthquakes. And we say, why is God doing this? He's not. Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus never made a storm, never hurt one, one single person. The next big word is Abba. Come on, Abba, Abba, Abba. As I study this word, Abba, it just gets deeper and deeper. As I study different commentaries and putting this lesson together, it said this, many were afraid to say what this word really means. That's why they kept it in the Aramaic, in in the uh, writings. They never translated it. They just put Abba down, right? And let me read. What it really says it means, for they feel that if we bring out what this word really means, we would lose respect for Almighty God. But when I see how dear this word is, I believe it puts respect in our hearts for Almighty God. Abba Father denotes childlike intimacy and trust, or a title of great respect. Let me show you a scripture, you ready? Matthew 18, 3. Just to kind of show you the heart of Almighty God. Now you understand the Bible is translated for the Aramaic, the Greek, Old Testament, Hebrew, but they kept this word in in that exact form. Why didn't they write down Abba means daddy? Why didn't they do that? Maybe a little shivering on their part. I'll show you in a moment. Matthew 18, 3. And said, "Assuredly, I say to you, come on, read it with me. Unless you are, come on, read it with me. Unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. But isn't it interesting that Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is not out there. The kingdom of heaven is within us. So here he's saying that unless we become like little children with that innocence, with that trust towards Almighty God, we can't even partake of what the Bible says. Here's the passion translation. This is mind-boggling. Ready? Listen to this up on the screen. Learn this well. Unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with wide-eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter in. That's pretty potent. In Vine's complete expository dictionary, he states, it is stated that slaves were forbidden to address the head of the family by the title Abba. Now, it's interesting. Why would I read that? Turn over with me to John 15, 15. This is where, you notice God did it, he put it all over the place. What does he expect from us? A little digging? A little searching? John 15, 15. And that's why God has set in the church the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, people that can expound on the word of God that get you going, that you can get home and go, I don't believe what he said and then check me out yeah. check it out here we go no longer do I call you servants I believe the, the original King James says slaves there oh there it is servants are slaves for a servant does not know what his master is doing come on church but I have called you I have called you I have called you no longer does he call us a servant or a slave What does he call us? Friends, watch. For all things that I've heard from my Father, I have made known to you. He's not covering, he's not. The Bible says God has revealed all things to us. The things that he doesn't want us to know, he's kept for himself. But everything else that he put in his word is for us. You did not choose me. Here we go. But I chose you. Adopt it. We want a a child from this nation. I know a couple, they wanted a child from a certain, our our nephew and and niece, uh, they they have two children from Guatemala, amen, and different nations. We want these children from this nation. This is what God has put in our heart. Here, I didn't choose God, he chose me. And he appointed, I'm a love child. Come on, guys, talk to me being a little silly but I'm trying to get this in how deep this is he's Abba to us adopted into this family I have appointed you that you should go and bear fruit that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask Abba the father in my name he'll give it to you another commentary as I'm studying it said this the word Abba is untranslated Aramaic word the translators catch this now of the first English Bible who had great reverence for the word of God who believed it was indeed the word of God would not translate this word you see it in your own Bible today to this day abba is a very personal word that can be translated my daddy my daddy i mean let me let me brag on my daddy Come on, talk to me, guys. My daddy can beat up your daddy. Anybody has kids? Wow, what amazing love, love, love does the Father have for us. I'm going to have to stop right there because of time, but getting an understanding of this love, how far God wants us to get it. I mean, the scripture I wanted to share for you is in Ephesians 3, It says that if we could comprehend the depth, the length, the height, what's the four? Up, down, right, left. I mean, they write a little different in the Bible, but north, south, east, and west, to comprehend the love of God towards us. Well, Pastor, I don't see it in my life. I don't understand it. That's right, because you're basing it upon yourself. You're not basing it upon what God has said. You have to renew your mind to the point of saying, I don't care what you say, you dumb brain you. <laughs> thought I was going to say somebody else. No, right here. You're stupid up there. Don't listen to I'm not going to listen to you anymore. I'm going to listen to the word. If the word says, here it is the width, the length, the depth, the height. Don't you love that? Every direction to comprehend this love of God. What are you saying to me? Are you saying this problem is because God doesn't love me? <laughs> well, let me tell you, I'm an adopted child of God. I'm a love child. <laughs> Daddy and mommy might have come together and had hanky-panky or hoo hoo but God chose me. He chose me. I'm special. Can I just end with this today? Why do you read scriptures about judgment and this and that? Well, your mind isn't renewed enough to handle it. Why don't you read scriptures about how much God loves you? How special you are, that you're adopted, that oh, I can just go on and on. In fact, the Apostle Paul, another scripture I want to look at, was in Romans chapter 8, there, where he says, Neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nothing can separate us anymore. From the love of God. That's why we started. Are we all created in the image of God? Yeah. But are we all children of God? No. The ones that choose to accept that free gift of eternal life, God pours out his love on them. Now, the Bible says, for God so loved the world, so he'll give that love to anyone that'll accept it. Yes, Let's close in prayer with that, guys. Again, on these little invite cards, love, love, love. People need love, guys. There's a hurting world out there. People think they get love by jumping in the sack. No, you don't get love that way. People think they get love if you buy me expensive gifts. No, you don't get love that way. It's that deep in the heart knowing God loves us, that no matter what comes against me in this life, I could drop dead right now, and I'd be be in the presence of love. Amen, one of the songs they sang today, that we're going to see him face to face. Amen? We don't lose. We win. Amen? Well, Pastor, if you drop dead, I'll cry. You can cry a minute, but then I want you to rejoice. Amen? That stinking Pastor Tom, he's up there with Jesus Christ right now. I think about that. All these friends of mine, different pastors that have died over the years, They're up there with Jesus right now. Man, I'm envious. Anyway, we got to finish our job, right? When he tells us to go home, we go home then. Father, we bless you and thank you again for this day, this pretty white day out there. We just thank you for as we prayed this morning, for safety on the roads for everybody that's walking and driving today. This morning, you heard very clear that you are not a child of God because you attend Christian Faith Fellowship Church. You are not a child of God because your mama was a Christian or your daddy was a Christian. You are a child of God when you ask Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord, to be your Savior. Excuse me. This morning, if you're here and you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord, to be your Savior, and today you would like to make that decision, then would you pray this prayer with me? And we'll all pray it together to make it easy for you. Say this with me. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ, he is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross and that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you today that you have forgiven me of all my sins. You ready, church? And you have adopted me into your family. I am born again, brand new, new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. No one looks.